All right, everybody, for a very special Behind Enemy Lines, our final chance to get a, a little peek at what the enemy, the true enemy of Patriots Nation, is saying about our team. We welcome back one of our absolute favorite podcasters, a Jets fan with both two unique things, a sense of reality and a sense of humor. He is the host of Turn on the Jets, one of the finest Jets podcasts out there. He's been through hell and back this season, just like the rest of us. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the true gathering of the fellowships of the miserable today here on Six Rings and Football Things. It's Fitzy, it's Jumbo Hart, and it's Will Parkinson at Willpaw11 from Turn on the Jets. Will, we are thrilled to have you back. And I got to ask you this today. We're recording a couple days before the game, which likely we believe will be the final game of Bill Belichick's coaching career with the New England Patriots. Um, and both of our seasons have just gone right down the shitter, uh, and then some, and we have found new depths. But I want to ask you first and foremost, today is a very special day in Patriots history as well as Patriots Jets history. So which aspect of February of June 4th, January 4th, sorry, I just had COVID. My brain is slowly January, coming back. January on. 6th, we get a January yeah. 6th joke off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to have, yeah. we're gonna, That's what's going to happen this weekend is Belichick's going to refuse to leave, and then a bunch of people are going to storm Gillette. It's going to be a whole, there'll be tear gas, arrests, um, all right. So which aspect of January 4th, I'll get fired for saying that, uh, which aspect of January 4th do you celebrate most? The fact that four years ago today, uh, your oppressor, Tom Brady played his final game in a Patriots uniform, that being the, uh, wildcard loss to Mike Vrabel and the Titans, or that 24 years ago today, Bill Belichick made it official and resigned as HC of the NYJ. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh one was a lot more enjoyable i actually uh me and my brother-in-laws used to go up there big syracuse basketball fans we went up to syracuse for a game obviously had a thousand beers and, and barbecue and the whole thing mm. and i'm watching that game and i'm like and logan ryan picks it off and you know you're thinking it might be over for tom but you're, you weren't really sure you, would, you weren't going to believe it as a jets fan or even just anyone covering the nfl that thought maybe he'd leave but you never thought you'd actually see it happen um, I think similar with Rodgers and Green Bay and these other things, it could be rumored for years. You just never thought it happened. Um, the Bill Belichick Jets thing, uh, eventually we'll get a real answer on what's happened. People have written books. Ian O'Connor is on my podcast. He wrote a book on Belichick. And he mm -hmm. still says he has no idea. He doesn't understand why Belichick hates the Jets. The Jets should hate Belichick. He resigned and has tortured them for 20 years. Um, it's it's one of the weirdest like sports things of all time like there's usually a play or a situation or um like belichick apparently hates woody but then there's he never worked for woody so i don't know why like there's no reason to hate it I there's just so much there that it's one of the most fascinating things i think patriots fans jets fans like it's been a one-sided rivalry generally speaking for 20 years now or for at least the last 10 years at a minimum and belichick has it out for the jets like nobody like nobody, in, I think in the NFL has it out for another team. Other maybe Rodgers and the Bears. Have we seen like a coach or player be so outspoken how much he hates a team? Uh, it's it's quite insane to be honest with you. Well, um, Fitzy noted it. This has been a massively disappointing season for both yeah. fan bases. For you guys, it was what was that play four? I believe play four. <laughs> yep, eight. Uh, I think it was like eight twenty-five and like twenty seconds or something like that, and. You know, so in a in a way, you guys got the quick death, like the bullet right between the eyes, right out the gate. Uh, 
Patriots fans had hope. I mean, we had Tom Curran thought the team was going to win 12 games this year. He was spewing that in didn't the Bill summer. Simmons, didn't Bill Simmons say they were going to be the yep. one seed or something insane? Oh, the yeah, that they from, could be great. Yeah, 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 The yeah, kid yeah. from SI picked him to win the division when he did, like, the SI season preview. It was it was asinine. And if you listen to Six Rings, we told you it was asinine at the time. But yeah. it took a little while for the bottom to fall out for New England. Which season is more disappointing? And which team has a brighter future in the next couple of years? Yeah, so I'll I'll do the second question first. I think the Jets have a brighter future from this aspect is that like the expectations next year will again be or the next two years, you know, you have Rodgers for two years. I think the expectations are going to be far higher next year. And mm-hmm. you're like, you just quarterback is the one spot, as you guys know, like if you have a quarterback, at least each year you have a you know, brighter future. That said, if the Patriots end up with a Drake May or Caleb Williams, the conversation obviously changes. Now, the biggest, obviously, issue Sunday is whether the Patriots win or lose, they need the Commanders and, I believe, uh, the Falcons to Falcon. win on Sunday uh, yeah. in order to get that second pick. If they miss the top two quarterbacks because of beating Kenny Pickett and the whole thing, um, it won't be talked about the way the Jets missed on Trevor Lawrence. Very different situations, but it may have the same ramifications. We don't know. Maybe the Patriots go and take Michael Penix and it works awesome for them and they figure it out. Um hmm. I think the season's probably more disappointing from the Patriots aspect. Only from this aspect, the Jets season was like quasi over after four plays. So yes, the disappointment's greater because the hoopla, the expectations, hard knock. So yes, they're more disappointing. And the way it's flamed out the last two years, started seven and four last year, lose six in a row, uh, started four and three this year, coming off beating the Eagles and beat the Giants, you know, back to back weeks. And it's like, oh, we got the easy part of our schedule. And they've literally won three games since then. Um, or two games since then. I apologize. I gave them too much uh, credit. They're two and seven. <laughs> so you know, second half of the years now they've they've combined to be two and two and thirteen. Um, so that's super disappointing. I just think that like the expectations definitely changed when Rodgers went down. The Patriots won. I agree with you guys. I I wasn't super high on this Pats team at all. I thought this was the transition year. It was see if Max the guy, and everything else is like we're kind of resetting after the year, anyways. So that's why I'm not as I think the Patriots things just disappointing because they've been horrible but like a lot of the team defensively they've still been really good mm-hmm. special teams wise they're not the patriots we're used to seeing but they're still a good unit um i think the offensive line's been disappointing with new england like i i i was like they've always been a top five ish unit even bad years they're top 10 um i think it's disappointing as well like you know i think we all knew zach wilson was was not the guy even if some people still cling on to it I think people had hoped for Mac that this was going to be a year that Bill O'Brien back. Um, I mean, I don't, I still don't get, you know, Jacoby Myers leaving and signing Juju. Like I feel like that move at the time everyone hated and it's yep. turned out it sucked. Yeah. Um, With reason. But, yeah. We hated it for a reason. Yeah. Well, his knee shot and Jacoby Myers is a good football player. Like he had 80 catches with, you know, Mac Jones and as a rookie, I think if I'm not mistaken, two years ago. So I don't know, I guess it's hard to answer because they're both been tough, but the Patriots thing is just weird because you might be totally resetting. I mean, I think everyone's kind of under the assumption quarterback and head coach will be different. The Jets, it's – we don't even know what happened this year because literally didn't see anything we thought we were going to see. So now we have no idea what are, – are they good next year? Are no. they bad? We have no idea. We literally just – we've never seen it. Yeah, I see, I think the immediate future for the Jets will be brighter as well. And I know you've got your issues with your offensive coordinator who was brought there just <laughs> to try to do the best. Funny – what. Yeah. And like, you know, Cobb, his, does da- nothing. his dad was terrible with the Jets too. That's the best part. He was, yeah. the OC and was just as bad. 
Right. So he it's a great it's a great legacy that they've established with the Hackett family there with the Jets. And you know, Lazard does squat without raw. It's amazing how there are certain guys that only respond to certain quarterbacks or certain coaches as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I we had a caller last night to the radio station. He is a uh, like an expatriated uh, tri-stater who now is in New England. And he was going on about like, you know, like for 20 years, you guys have kept us on the thumb. I hate you freaking guys. This is so much fun for me now watching you guys squirm and be miserable. And he said, and the last thing I want is for the Jets to win on Sunday. So because he doesn't he 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 doesn't want to see the the Patriots possibly get a top five pick and be able to get that quarterback. So, Will, as a Jets fan, knowing that it's really not going to help your team in any way, shape or form. Do you want to see the Jets win on Sunday, or would you rather lose to Belichick one last time? See, that I've had this discussion. I actually just had it on my pod like half hour ago, 45 minutes ago. There's a couple of things here. The one thing that sucks for the Jets, and I think this sucks for the Patriots as well, one way or another, the Jets lose 9-6 to six on Sunday in a terrible snow-ridden game, and it's an immemorable game. But so do the Titans, Giants, and Chargers, and the Jets' pick goes nowhere, and the streak is now at 16, and they haven't won in New England in – 14 years. I think it's Thursday Night Football with Brett Favre. It's the last time minus the playoffs they've won there. That's like a disaster. That's the one thing that on Sunday that cannot happen. You cannot look like crap, lose, and also not get a better pick. If the Jets end up with the fifth pick versus the eighth pick, yeah, obviously you talk yourself into, okay, better chance to tackle. Maybe you get Malik Neighbors. Maybe you end up with uh, Roma Duzier or all their Fashanu. Like you talk yourself into it. Um, I also think there's something to like, your pick might stay eight or nine or whatever. And getting getting that streak off your back, I know you know good vibes and juju and all that stuff is kind of overrated in the NFL. There's something about the fact the Jets have literally not beaten the Patriots in going on a decade here. Like that has to matter a little bit. And I think you root for your team to win on Sunday if you're a Jets fan. And if they lose, they lose. You rationalize, but for right now, like going to a game against your rival that's owned you and just saying, I hope we lose. So we move up one spot, maybe two in the draft. Dude, trade up one spot in the draft and beat your rival. Like, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't subscribe to that. And the biggest thing that I don't subscribe to is this fear. Oh, the Patriots are going to get Drake May. And that's why we can't win. Dude, shove it. Like, no, no offense. The Patriots didn't think they were getting Tom Brady. Everyone said that when Mac Jones was drafted, a lot of folks were like, oh, here comes Tom Brady part two. Can't believe we let the Patriots get him. And he hasn't been that. So, like, coaching matters. The player matters. Yes. Could Drake maybe a superstar for the Patriots or Caleb or Penix or Jay Daniels? Maybe. But maybe not. Like, I think a lot of folks were so scared of, you know, Josh Allen hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. Yeah, they've won the AFC East four years in a row. But they look more and more mortal. And, like, I don't figure it out. Get your own good team then, like, beat the Patriots because you're better. Not hope that they miss out on one guy because – who knows? Maybe the Patriots pick three and get Marvin Harrison Jr. and sign Russell Wilson and they get a good coach and, you know, they win 11 games next year. Like that's going to happen too. So um, I, I just don't like the idea of like, oh, we can't win. So our rival doesn't get a good quarterback. Like the Patriots are going to draft or sign whoever they're going to sign. And you're going to have to beat them, whether they have Drake May, Caleb Williams, you know, Russell Wilson, Matt, whoever it is. One of the uh, lone last rallying cries for uh, and Bill, we trust people is, oh, the team's playing hard for them. They got rid of the guys, you know, the Trent Browns, the Jack Joneses they moved on from. But the guys that remain are trying hard and they've won a couple games here. They're scrappy. The defense, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Jets, on the other hand, you know, you look at those scores and we all say, well, the Jets have a good defense. And you're like, wow, they're really giving up a lot of points lately. Are the Jets players still 
fighting the good fight for Robert Sala at this point? Uh, I would have told you pre-Dolphins game two weeks ago, yes. Um, they went out and they played hard against Washington the first half, and there was a classic, like, game means nothing. We're up by 25 points. Like, what, are they going to lose the game? They almost did. <laughs> I, I do think there was Thursday night, that first half was short week. We're eliminated from the playoffs. We're playing a team that's a buzzsaw right now. I mean, second half, they gave up three points, so I guess you can't say they mailed it in, but I don't think they uh, – I don't think we got an A less A like level effort from the Jets, you know, overall on, on Thursday. And I hate calling out guys' effort because I think it's so hard to usually judge and yep. it's really it's unfair. But like, I don't know, man. I don't feel like they had the same energy and enthusiasm playing that game. They went down and scored the Browns, but the Jets went and scored right away. Oh, seven seven. We have a chance to kind of spoil, you know, Cleveland's season a little bit uh, and things like that. And Cleveland just throttled them. So I that's my one nervousness, and that's why I hated that the Jets came out and said Salah and Douglas will be back no matter what. With three weeks left, it's not – we all expected anything you heard in that building was they're yeah. definitely coming back. But now you kind of gave them an out to, like, pack it in, golf clubs ready, you know, beach stuff ready for Cancun and, and whatever. And we kind of saw it the last couple of weeks. And I, I genuinely – the Patriots are playing better than the Jets are right now. Like, I, I know both teams are bad, and I know this game doesn't really matter from a – real football perspective. If this game mattered, I'd pick the Patriots to win because they're just playing better. And like, they don't look like they've mailed it in as much where the Jets are kind of like, some guys are playing hard for sure. The effort they had against the Eagles and Bills, you know, prolific offenses early in the year. I'm not so sure we're seeing that effort right now. Yeah. I feel like there are a couple people and it'd be interesting to almost see if they're just like football guys and grinders, or if they're potential free agents who are trying to put some good tape out there. But a lot of business decisions seem to be being made by Jets players, whereas somehow Belichick has gotten the majority of his team to respond, save for those few bad apples that Andy mentioned, which got kicked uh, kicked to the curb a little while ago. Uh, I mean, the scene Sunday is going to be beyond surreal. It couldn't be more appropriate. Patriots, Jets, possibly with Belichick one last time. The shittiest of conditions, high 20s, wins, frozen rain snow just like an absolute snow globe it'll probably look gorgeous on tv and be miserable being there um but i wanted to yeah, we all know how you feel about belichick and you'd rather see the team win and uh, sadly i hate to say it i think andy and i both kind of want to see the jets yeah jets of course, win too, just because i'd rather see the pats have that chance whether they choose to take joe alt or uh roma dunze or freaking caleb williams or Jaden daniels whoever just get the better pick but that said you know, it's clockwork. Belichick is 38 and 11 overall against the Jets while with the Patriots 39 and 12 overall. And the Patriots have swept their season series with the Jets 23 times, which is bananas, uh, which is nuts. It, it is. And, you know, he's looking to, you know, go out with that one final signature win against the Jets. Like, hey, my team may have sucked this year, but at least we beat the Jets. Um, where are you with? I know where you are with Hackett and I, you know, with a lot of your players as well. And you should be excited for Rodgers to come back next season if he doesn't, you know, if his mouth doesn't shoot his way off ESPN before then. Um, they, could where Jimmy, you? they could get Jimmy Kimmel off there too. Uh, that's, a whole <laughs> that's a whole other story. Holy smokes. Uh, where are you with Robert Sala right now? Uh, I've defended him a lot the last couple of years. Um, the way they have identified talent, especially UDFAs, late round guys, and very much, not the same as Belichick, but very much put them in a system to make them succeed. These guys did not look as good other places. And DJ Reed was a good player. He was not a Pro Bowl level player. A Quincy Williams was 
second year in the league, you know, got cut. He was on waivers for third year in the league. Now he's an all pro level linebacker. And even a, a CJ Mosley, you know, kind of bring him back out of a two year hiatus of missing a year of injury. And then COVID um, didn't, you know, opted out. And then all of a sudden he's back to an all pro level player where sauce Gardner getting dropped into the NFL and already being a first team all pro guy, likely maybe multiple years in a row. Like that, that's a real thing. And these guys, they've had some really signature big wins. Um, the two things, the reasons I'm hesitant with Salah is we mentioned the effort thing. I do think the Zach Wilson just over the top defending him left and right because they had to, I understand there was no other options like, and that's not all on him, but man, like, you start to lose guys when you're just so over the Zach's not the problem. It's the defense. Like, dude, the defense gave up six points. Well, it's still, it's still the defense. Like you just put these expectations, I, I believe on guys at, at points and publicly, whether people, they could internally, they talk about Sal has our back, blah, blah. Right. I get it. But these guys also have social media. These guys also have phones and they see first thing, uh, Zach Wilson's not the problem. It's not the offensive line. It's all the defense or it's the kicking. It's like the guys are playing well. Don't need to take all the heat. Um, you know, Belichick can rip Brady in a meeting all he wants. Publicly, he's not going to be like, Tom was terrible today when he threw for four touchdowns and the offensive line gave up nine sacks. Like, that's just not how it rolls. So I'm a little – I would say my confidence level is more at like a five now. And it was probably – if you ask me middle of the year, I'm like, oh, dude, Salah is like doing best he can, chicken salad out of chicken bleep and the whole thing. Two years in a row, like I mentioned, two and 13 on the back half of years combined – He's never beaten Miami. I mean, he's never beaten New England. He's only beaten Miami, I believe, one time. Uh, he's beaten Buffalo a couple times, which is just hysterical that they've they they can beat the Bills but can't beat the Patriots sure. in down years. Um, but again, like I just you worry that they run it back, and like what what's your in? They'd have to add. They have to add at least probably three legit, really good starters this offseason to feel like. Wow, the and Rodgers to come back and play 15, 16 games for you to feel like, you know what, the Jets could go make a run at Buffalo, make a run at Miami, beat New England twice. Like until we see it, it's a lot of hypotheticals of really good defense, good kicking game, fun offensive young players. But they've won a combined 13 games the last two years because their quarterback and offensive line have been less than less than good. Well, I want to get your uh, outsider's perspective, because obviously we've spent a lot of time on if Belichick's gone, who's the next coach? Is Mayo next in line? Do you want Mayo? And one of the things around here that's really taken hold is a lot of people want, A, nothing to do with Belichick and his connections, but also they want an offensive coach. They want this, we're going to draft a quarterback, so pair him with a young, new-age offensive mind, Mike McDaniels, the rage, Sean McVay, yeah. whatever. You are around, you know, cover a team, root for a team that has a defensive coach that has lived that defensive coach lifestyle. Um, what What is your, uh, I guess, philosophy on that? Do you think you should hire an offensive coach in general? And what would your reaction be if they just promote Ger Gerard Mayo and you're facing Gerard Mayo next year? Yeah, so I totally get wanting to distance yourself from Belichick assistance in general. Uh, they've frankly been really bad, like around the league, even guys like a Brian Dable had, you know, he's, I guess he's technically a Belichick assistant. And it's like, I love how people like the couple of Rabel in as a Belichick guy. He's not a Belichick guy. No. He's an urban, he's an, no. he's an urban, he's an urban Meyer guy actually from Ohio state. Well, does um, he really even want that connection? I yeah, wouldn't want well, that. No, I, I, yeah, I guess we talk my own man. <laughs> Kimball and Rogers got to go into urban Meyer. We're really touching all the, uh, all the wrong <laughs> stuff here. But listen, I, if they, the Patriots hired Gerard Mayo, he's a really good player. Everything you hear about him awesome guy. He's going to be a really he's a stud head coach, all that stuff. 
I don't think that hire scares you as much as, you know, I know there's always been like what's Belichick really pays assistance, how much is Kraft willing to really pay? I mean, he obviously pays Belichick a fortune. If the Patriots got the number two pick on Sunday, and, you know, end up with the number two pick on Monday morning and they go hire Ben Johnson and they have Drake May. Yeah, I think as a Jets fan or Dolphins or Bills fan, you're going, they may be set for a long time now and they're going to score a bunch of points. We don't know how they're going to be, but they should be really good. Um, I, I only think I go back and forth with the offensive guys is you still got to hire the right offensive guy because a lot of teams have tried to do this. And if you don't have the quarterback, yeah, Kevin O'Connell, Zach Taylor, McVay, et cetera, like they can get you so far, Kyle Shanahan, et cetera. It's more if the Patriots land the quarterback and the offensive guy, then you're like, oh boy, okay, now now we really got something. But if they promote Mayo and still draft the young quarterback, I think you're I still think you're feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, about about uh sorry about that, about where you're at. And I don't know. Yeah, I just the Patriots are in an interesting spot. Like how much are they going to be willing to spend on a coach? How many years are they giving? They've had the same situation for what you just mentioned, 24 years, right? So yep. they're not like it's just is a whole new ball game for I think Patriots fans, media, players, people yep. that work in the building. Like, are we going to get access all of a sudden? And like people are people going to actually give us a real quote once a, once in a while? How's the team going to react? Or is there is the JC Jacksons of the world going to stay in line? Or are they going to just go revert right back to? Chargers, J.C. Jackson. Like, that's the stuff I, I think I'm more interested in than just offense or defense. It'll be like an entire sea change. It's a, you know, half my lifetime, almost a quarter of a century that Belichick has been there running the AFC East for so long with Brady. Uh, I think it's a little lazy and easy for people to just say, see, I always told you it was Belichick. It was Brady over Belichick. Like, no, you you can't get anywhere without a good quarterback. It's always been- a perfect mix of both. I, that's correct. Such a- I think I do think Brady's probably 60-40 if you had to really like but also Brady yeah yeah I don't know like that whole debate and it'll always people always have their sides you know there's Sante Samuels will say it's Brady because he hates Belichick or right. the guys that love you know the McCordys would probably say it's more so Belichick just because they probably play whatever but like it wasn't just it was the rosters were really good at most of the time I think people love to be like it was all Brady like Dude, they had like eight all pros on defense at the beginning of the dynasty. The offensive line, the Skarnecki's of the world, all these guys like on that staff. I just think football is an ultimate team game. And yes, those are the two most important figures. But the Patriots roster now, the last even couple of years, even when they won 10 games two years ago versus those late 2000, no, the 2010-ish teams, the 2000s teams, like they are way different teams. I'm sorry. They just are. Oh, you yeah, mean there's no Hall of Famers on this team right now? No, that, oh, I didn't. Ty Law and Richard Seymour. And, or no, Pro yeah. Bowlers. Or even Pro yeah. Bowlers. Yeah. Oh, I, Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, but but then when it comes to, like, the argument, he's a, just a random UDFA. Like, okay. Right. Randy Moss didn't exist. No right. problem. Right. No, yep. wasn't Exactly. Good. All right, so, uh, you know, you've got the probably the more immediate optimism and outlook for next year. We'll see what kind of – what turnaround the Patriots put themselves into who will be the next coach. Uh, we heard today on get up Mike Reese from ESPN said a meeting will take place Monday between Kraft and Belichick. You guys think he's definitely gone, right? Yep. Yeah. Can they I th- trade him or are they going to try to? Yes, they can, but there's a difference of opinions. There are those that are dug in and entrenched that believe Belichick is going to stick around. There are those that believe he's going to continue coaching and could be traded somewhere else for what sort of compensation God only knows. I'm of the camp that he's done, period. You think I he's going to walk about, away without that wins record? I don't. 
I think he'll be coaching somewhere next year. I definitely. I feel like that wins record means more to him than. But but does he bring his kids with him? Does he uproot them from Nantucket and Boston where they've got these great lives going on? And does he make Steve come work with him somewhere else? Or does he leave him to coach with Mayo and then we get a Belichick bowl next year? That's what I think. I think Steve Belichick is going to run Gerard Mayo's defense. And I think Bill Belichick might be facing it for the whoever next chargers I, they, chargers, I guess I just I want I want that then I selfishly want Dallas I want Dallas to fall on their face in the now I don't know this timeline how you make this work because they're in the playoffs but I want them to fall on their face I want Jerry Jones to have an absolute mental breakdown trade for Bill like- Belichick yes and trade for <laughs> Belichick and go all in that is my dream scenario that I don't think is all that so likely the, I, the, yeah. isn't isn't the aren't the bears like the i think the bears are the best job like, that fun. see that was my will two months ago when i thought he was still definitely going to coach now, now they've committed to Aberflus, but like my god I'd the same way the quickly the same way the oklahoma city thunder uh ha, have like a good young team now and are just loaded with draft picks for the years to come the bears are borderline good team now they're on their way up but only and, if you like Fields. It, it all hinges on yeah. how you – if Belichick thinks Fields is a legit quarterback, which, by the way, he's the anti-Belichick quarterback. Yeah, he would exactly. Really have a, Less of a Belichick. Right, right, right. Andrew. So, and he's literally the – like, here's the Belichick quarterback on the uh, 180 degrees away is is Justin Fields. The but, only thing with you – know, I was going to say, the only thing with the Bears, they can – I still think it's a – I understand people, like, getting excited about Fields. You always get excited about the homegrown guy. You, you know, when you're kind of eliminated and you start playing well, you do it to yourself. If Fields really nets you a two, which is, I guess, what I think Jeremy Fowler reported yesterday, how do you not move Fields, draft Caleb, take a tackler, receiver at 10, and then you have another second-round pick? You have all this cap space. Like, the division, yep. Green Bay's solid, but they're not great. Minnesota's really well coached, but don't have a quarterback, really, unless Kirk comes back. But they're kind of in between. They're not great. Detroit's really good, but if you get Caleb, like, you probably have the best quarterback in the division by week eight next year. Like that's an appealing job. The Chargers job, I'm sorry. I, I don't get the hype for the Chargers job at all. You have her, her it's Herbert in the top five pick. Other than that, what are you excited about? They're hurt every her, massive cap issues. Massive, massive cap, massive cap Ooh, issues. Didn't oh, know that really. Oh, they have two guys. With, million over. Yeah, yeah. And they like Khalil Max cap numbers like 38 million. Uh, they have some of the highest cap numbers in football and the highest non. I think Keenan Allen might be 30 something million cap number. Like next year, they have, let's see, I'm pretty it, positive they're like 48 million over before they even like, yeah, do. Yeah, next they, year, Cleo Mack, 38, Joey Bosa's 36, Keenan Allen, 34, Mike Williams, hard. 30. Whoa, Mike my Williams, God. 32, Derwin James, 20, Corey yeah. Lindsley, 15. Jeez, Eric, not Ken- Eric Kendricks, 10 million. Jeez, yeah. this They're gets really, this gets anything. dark quickly. Yeah. Wow. wow, Belichick may even be like, I would even I wouldn't do this shit. Wow. And you can this... only like push, you can push a lot into the future. We've seen it with New Orleans. The Jets are gonna have to do the same thing. They have a lot, they can clear like 80 million in cap space quickly, but it's all restructures and void years and all that stuff. I get all that stuff, but like I know Herbert's awesome. This is not an I'm not an anti-Herbert person at all. I'm obviously a Herbert over two a guy because you have to be, but like <laughs> yeah. That job to me, I don't know. Like if you're the jobs that are going to be open, if you're Belichick, I feel like the the one thing for the Patriots, if you go to them and say you want Belichick, like we want your second round pick because that's a top forty pick, and you could take, you know, you take them, but we're getting something out of you. Um, right. I guess it'd probably be more than that though, right? Because 
Sean Payton went for what two two twos and a three or whatever it that was, was a one and a three. I think it was like a ultimately it was like they sent a three uh, sent a two and got back a one and a three. Yeah, <laughs> all oh, the, you're all asking the seven games. You're yeah. asking for a one. It's Bill Belichick. You, you could also you're, maybe you're, yeah, you could also maybe be like, hey, we'll get like I don't know. You could structure it some way, but I, if I'm the Patriots, anyone that wants Belichick, I saw the Giants stuff too. That one, at least, like, I would understand Belichick wanting to go to back to the Giants and, like, be, like, that guy. But at this point in his career, like, I feel like he, if he wants the wins record, that's why he'd still coach, right? He wants the wins right. record. Mm-hmm. Like, you're probably going to the like the NFC because it's an easier conference, and you obviously need a quarterback. So, I just – there's not a lot of good jobs, I don't feel like, available, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree with you. It, th- again, that's Vegas? what I agree with you more. Vegas, I get. I don't. But are they going to pay him? They're already paying a thousand. No, they can't. They can't. I say they hold right. on to Pierce because they're already paying Gruden, uh, and they're and they're paying McDaniels they're paying for McDaniels. years. Yeah, uh, may, maybe uh, if if he w- it could be convinced uh, to work with David Tepper and get like a forty million dollar a year deal because that guy, the guy, that guy burns a hundred million dollars and he's got so much. There's a hundred and fifty new million in its place. So. It's obnoxious as he is. Um, all right. We've had you for way longer than we even could have anticipated, but these chats are always great, dude. So let's get out on what you think. Andy and I have both weighed in on the podcast. We both think the Patriots, they're one and a half point favorite over under of 30 and a half, which is very generous. Um, I'm also putting money on Patriots six jets, three at plus 11,000 on FanDuel. As you should. Because why (laughs) TF not? Um, how do, what uh, just throw it out there? What is what does the Jets fan want to see, and what do you think you'll see Sunday? I think a majority of fans want to see them lose Sunday. I think we'll see 16-13 Pats. I think it'll be a disgusting game. You'll see one really cool Garrett Wilson play. You'll see one cool yeah. Brees Hall play. Zappy will throw two picks and uh, get sacked eight times. They'll pick six Simeon or fumble six him at some point. Um, I just don't. The Jets are not playing well right now, and I think they kind of they're kind of done. Uh, they, they just, they have a team written all over them. I'm ready for vacation. I can tell you a lot of guys have already booked their vacations. Um, Ooh. don't blame them. Don't blame them. But I, I mean, everyone does, but I, I think these guys are ready to, these guys are, they guys know it's over. Um, it would not surprise me if they won. But that's, I think 16, 13 pats, uh, is probably, uh, it's probably best thing, but I think I still want the Jets to win. Sorry. I do. I, I think going into next year off of losing, like, Seven out of nine, getting swept by the Pats and the Dolphins again. Not the not the best look. I, <laughs> my one question for you guys. Yeah. Does Rogers play one snap on Sunday just to say f you to everybody? Because I think it's Ooh. not it's not great. Like just literally Ooh. one play runs out there. He's at, he can be active. I no like it. I mean, he you was just... only limited this week, Andy, on the injury report. He wasn't a DNP. Well, a couple weeks ago, we heard all those stories like he was picking off. Uh, he was, he was, he was, good, he was, good, he was going to play if they beat, like, so, if they beat Miami. Uh, I, I hadn't that's what that. I thought. I thought you he just, would play if they. You just made it interesting. You gave me something to root for in this game. The other thing we were talking about that gave us something to root for is there an awkward uh, final three minutes? Bill Belichick is put up on that massive screen and like, what does that mean? Kind of moment. Yeah, does Kraft troll him? Does he like kind of? I hope be so. like be like, hey, buddy, I don't really want to pay you twenty five million anymore. To tell me what to do, I uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping for that. But that's and and both. I mean, Rogers and Belichick are both kind of fu guys, right? They live huge, in their own like, world, so. I, they hear everything. Yeah, it's my biggest. Uh, it's my biggest pet peeve, dude. Rogers you know what? Actually, everything he sees everything. 
Well, I'm I'm with you. You know what? Actually, because there was such massive respect, and and allegedly, as Craig Carton said on FS1, that there was a conversation between camps, but Rogers said no. That would have been really interesting. Jets. Awesome. Oh, the two biggest the two biggest pricks in the NFL working together for a season. Huge that would have been. Plus, I know. If he would have won, he could have been like, "See, I could win with anybody." That yep. would have been crazy. And that he would have let him wear Brady's 12 all season. Oh, oh 100%. Give the, ah, the same oh. helmet. <laughs> uh, he would have like, oh, Guerrero can work with him. It's fine. Rogers listens to me. It's right. great. Couple, what could have been? A couple needles. A couple yeah. of needles. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can follow him at willpa 11 You can listen to him do awesome work as he covers the Jets and speaks to so many other people around the AFC and the NFL on the Turn On the Jets podcast. He's a favorite of ours here on Six Rings of Football Things. Will, I'll be up at the game Sunday. Maybe I can meet you up in real yeah, uh, IRL I'll, I'll and, text and you say when hi. I, uh, yeah, I'll text you when I uh, when I get up there. Please do, for sure. Uh, and folks, you can tune in to me and Andy Hart on the Six Rings postgame show, the possible final ultimate Bill Belichick postgame show edition. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be live on WEEI from 4 to 7.30, immediately following the conclusion of the drunken snowball game that will be Patriots versus Jets. For Will Pa, for producer Terp, for Jumbo Hart, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying thank you once again for listening to Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to sign up now. Don't forget, plus 11,000 on Patriots 6 and Jets 3. Good day, everybody. God bless. Enjoy the finale. Viva Belichick. And as always, go Pats.